Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the EFES podcast. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Chase Yurick, Ryan Karras, FS Nation podcast, episode number 12. Last episode was a fun one. We had our buddy Holden Hassel on with us. Uh, we had a blast there talking shop with him. We've got the VP of sales with the Equity Group here, Ryan Karras, on with us today. Hope you guys that are listening in, watching, wherever you are picking this up, hope that uh, you're locked and loaded for today. Today, we're going to talk about struggling agents, agents who are typically failing out of the business. Why are they failing out of the business? You know, there's a line in our industry that talks about, you know, there's a there's a conference called 8% Nation, and there's people that have conferences that really gear things towards, you know, really the failing agent. And why are agents failing out? How do we stop that from happening? Well, today we're going to talk about the reasons why typically agents fail out of the business. So if you're listening in and you're struggling or you're looking to find success, or maybe you haven't established yourself yet, we're hoping that today's podcast is going to be able to help you be able to alleviate any obstacles, any concerns, and just get you on a track to be able to get out there and succeed. So Ryan, we're going to just get right to it. I know that this is something that you work with, uh, with many recruits as you're doing the talent acquisition side of things at Equita. You know, picking the wrong partner is something that we've talked about in uh, in the past. And I know you educate each person you speak with. Let's kick this thing off with helping agents and maybe helping prevent them from failing. Why is picking the right partner such a big deal? Well, you know, I mean, we've been doing this a while. At this has been, you know, we started it back in 05 and, you know, people ask me all the time. They're always like, Hey, why do, why do people fail in this business? And I'm like, well, there's like thousands of reasons of why people fail in the final expense industry. Like the main reason is like the wrong person gets in this industry. Like the guy that's making, or the lady that's making six figures, corporate America. And, you know, they decide, Oh, I'm going to go sell insurance. And then they stumble across final expense. And then. They realize that, you know, they're not having, eat, drinking tea and eating, you know, croissants with their clients talking about, you know, million dollar annuities. Like that's not our people. Um, that's not who we service. Um, we still service those people, but that's not our normal client. Right. But picking the wrong partner and it's, I mean, I don't even really blame the agent for this really, because back in 05, you could count on two hands, how many different partners, how many different IMOs, how many different systems you could go choose from. That's it. And and now, like with, you know, Facebook and social media and everyone's saying they're an IMO and 95% of the people who say they're an IMO are not an IMO. They're underneath an IMO, right? Some people are, it's a husband and a wife and seven cats working out of their garage, right? Like, that's not a company. Like, that's, you know, they have a contract. They, they can maybe say they can introduce you to a lead vendor. I mean, maybe they have training. I don't know, but it's not like, it's not a company. It doesn't have a, systematic um conveyor belt for the agent and you know that's that that's the problem these these people are they they, they get online they start searching things and then they, they talk to a few people and you know one's a multi-level marketing company but they don't realize it's an mlm until it's too late and then they like they didn't make any money or they spent too much you know spent more money than they made their first three months and then they quit to get out of the business right you know i mean it's just you got to find the right partner so i always tell new agents if you're new relatively new, been doing this less than a year, don't know if you're in the right home or not. These are the two things. It doesn't mean you have to work with us, but these are the two things you must follow to be successful. First, 
do not work with a company that doesn't vest you day one. You know what that means? It means you own your book, right? You can write one policy with Evis, win the lottery, quit the industry, and you're going to get your residual income as long as that policy is on the books. That's vesting. If you're not vested, leave, keep your money. It just doesn't make sense, but I don't even know why it's legal, but it is, okay? Make sure you're vested day one. Number two, make sure you're paid directly by the carrier, okay? Directly by the carrier. Never buy the IMO, the marketing company, not let someone touch your money. The insurance carrier is always going to pay you. So, you know, picking the right partner, picking someone that actually has like, you know, value chase. Like, like literally, they don't just say they're going to do something, they actually do it. And, you know, it's like, it's an old saying. I always say, if, if someone's going to make an override off of you, don't you think you should earn the override? I mean, it just, it just makes sense, Chase. Yeah, and you just touched on something that I know it actually pissed a lot of people off when we did the podcast a few episodes ago. We, we were talking about uh, one particular area that was a problem for them, which was LOA. When we started talking about LOA, Lord have mercy. I think there were posts literally the next day. And it was like, I don't know if it was specifically because of us. Maybe it was a coincidence. But, you know, when you mentioned talking, you know, mentioning that you be paid directly from the insurance carriers, that is important. Now, there are some models out there that put contracts in place. They give you the, you know, peace of mind, whatever, uh, for your money not to go to you. But there were some very upset people uh, that we touched on LOA. So I'll just say it's based off of our experience that the agents that have come to us and had issues where their entire book of business was stolen from an LOA setup, um, it, it could have been just that partner. But we hear those quite often. So I want to touch on that. I want to just kind of bring that point home that you just mentioned. Kind of a big deal. Pick the right partner is very, very important. And then also to go along with that, you know, the other thing that we talked about is you know, the lack of mentorship, you know, you mentioned if someone is going to make a dollar uh, off of the work you're doing, what services are they providing? One of the first things they should be able to help you with is that mentorship and training. Now, if you're somebody who's been doing it for a long time, maybe you don't need as much training. I do believe everybody can continue to get better, but let's touch on that. Let's talk about that earning that override. You need that mentorship. You need that training. Uh, if someone's going to be able to be in that hierarchy. I mean, it's, it's pretty much everything, right? Like if you're not already making really good money in this industry and you know that you can make really good money in this industry, well, how are you going to do it? And, you know, I always tell agents, it's okay to make a mistake, but if you're making the same darn mistake uh, twice or three times, like, what are you doing? You're not learning from your mistakes, but if you don't have a good mentor, you, you, you have to fail until you figure it out. And it might take you seven times to fail. Right. I mean, we implemented, you know, we had that great idea of implementing the, the uh, open Q&A twice a week, you know? You get you get studs on the phone that make no money helping people because they're not in the hierarchies of these new agents. And they get on there and they just help. Why? Because they love our company. They, they literally, it's like giving back. But they don't, they don't make any money doing that. But having the ability to ask a question to someone that knows how to make seven, 10, 15 grand in a week, not a month, a week, like that is power, right? Like that is like, wow, that's how you do that. That just makes sense. You know, when I, when I'm on a recruit call, Chase, and you know, I've not called myself a traditional recruiter in a long time. I say that because number one, my recruit calls are long, you know, most recruit calls are short, right? Mine are long. 
you know, if they're wrong, if they're a good call, if not, they're short. But, but my point is, is I'm not the guy that's going to call you every other day and beg you to come work. I'm going to spend quality time with you on that first call and I'm going to show you my value. And then if you want to work with Ethos, you're going to, you're going to let me know. Right. And how I do that a lot of times, this goes back to your whole point is I like to educate when I'm on the phone. Number one, it clearly shows the person I'm talking to. If they don't know what I'm talking about, where they're at, whatever company they're with, ain't providing value. And I'm giving it to them for free. But it's kind of like, well, if, if he just changed my whole mindset in this industry, what else is, can their company provide? Right? So the question I always ask, Chase, and it's crazy. Like, you ask any one of our FS agents, and I would say, I'm not going to say 100% because, you know, there's always that person that doesn't pay attention. But I would say 95% of our agents would answer this question correct. 95. But when I'm talking, in, 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 you know, hundreds of agents a month, I bet you 90% of the people I talk to have no idea what I'm talking about. Like zero. They guess. And the question is, what is true social security billing in the final expense business? Explain it to me. Do you know what it means? Do you understand it? And half the time they'll say, yeah, that's when um, that's when uh, the insurance carrier takes some money directly from social security. And I go, Man, if you can figure that out, I'll make you a billionaire, all right? Because that, that ain't happening, all right? Then, then they ask, and they talk about, like, you know, the first or third, one of the Wednesdays. I'm like, yeah, that's the billing day. That's when they get their money, but that's not what I'm talking about. And then I go and I educate it. I don't think we got time for this education on this call, but, you know, anyone listening, feel free to call me. If you don't know what true social security billing is, I'll just explain to you on the phone, and I'll hang up, right? But it is the game-changing thing. I've been doing this 18 years, and my opinion, for whatever that's worth, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened in the final expense industry, period. It has had our company's persistency. I'll get free in our company. I'll talk about an individual agent. I know this guy named uh, uh, BJ, and he's down in the South. And this guy used to write all companies that do not do true social security billing, okay? Which, you know, basically, if it, if it falls on a weekend, they, they it's NSF, right? Because they have to take their money out. I'll explain that when you call me. But- this guy used to write 200, 230,000 pretty, pretty consistently every year. Still does. And he wrote with companies that you all know the name of the carriers. I'm not going to bash those carriers, but figure it out. We've told you already to do it. And kind of listen. But his persistency was 72%, which ain't great. Like, it's not like you're getting terminated bad, but it ain't great. And he switched to true social security billing once we educated. Like, we don't tell agents here what to write. You must write these carriers. We don't do that. We educate you why you should write these carriers. You write whatever the hell you want. We got all of them, right? But the point is, is his persistency when he switched from non-social security billing companies to true social security billing companies, it went from low 70s to mid 80s, 84 point something, okay? It's the biggest thing that will happen to your business. The only time you should get a chargeback in this industry is if they cancel. That's it, okay? But with true social security billing, it takes away those random NSFs uh, because of timing, right? So education, that is huge. You need to know what that is. It'll change your business, guaranteed. Yeah, and I'm, I want to touch on the social security billing thing real quick because for those that are out there and they're like, what is that? And obviously, hopefully they reach out to you and you talk to them. But you're, you're talking about giving your, you're, you're giving yourself a pay cut if you're not using so, social security billing. You know, if you're out there chasing commissions instead of focusing on deposits, 
You know, you need to look in internally first. Is your QOB as good as it can be? And to your point, BJ stuff was, you know, in the 70s. It's not bad, uh, like you said, but it could be better. And if you have ways to improve it, that's an immediate raise. You're helping yourself earn more by keeping more. And it's it's something I think is very important, but it also goes directly in line with what you just mentioned as well. You know, a good mentor is going to not only be able to help you with items like that, which are super important, they're also going to help you in situations that, you know, you're, you haven't learned from yet. You haven't been in, in, in experienced that particular situation just yet. You know, so you're able to call them in a home, a good mentor. You can call them in a home, third-party validation. You can ask them for, hey, where would you underwrite this and put this case? Uh, there's a lot of things that go into it that they can help you with. Good mentorship is essential. The good ones out there, you know, they don't, they don't beat their chest and talk about how great they are. They're just so focused on helping their people and serving them that, you know, you've, you've got a, a really a loyal following with them, which is a lot of fun to see. But also a good mentor and a good, a good leader will also teach someone how to have proper money management. You know, we, we talk about this all the time. It's part of our training internally with the agent, which for those of you listening in, you're probably like, that's insane. Like you're teaching agents how to money, you know, money management. Well, why would you do that? Because you got to understand, as most of you have already experienced or you're experiencing now, you were probably sold a, a bag on how great of an opportunity this business is, which it's true. But if it's not managed correctly from a financial standpoint, from a time standpoint, from a productivity standpoint, there's many different parts of it. But focusing on being able to manage your money, understanding that you're a business owner, how to properly operate and run your business is paramount. You talk to agents regularly about this part. You've seen the good ones do it. You've seen the bad ones fail out because they don't do it right. I mean, share some horror stories, some experiences, whatever you want, and touch on this one because it's so important. Yeah. I mean, 100%. It's like, I'll give you one example. This happened, I mean, this has happened way too many times. And to the point now, when I have this type person, I'm like watching out for them like they're my child, right? And it's that young person. Usually it's a young alpha, you know, athlete, athletic type mentality guy. And, you know, he's young and he's, you know, maybe he's got a one bedroom apartment. He's got a small nut that he, for his bills. And, you know, the kid who's used to making $17 an hour or something like that. And then he gets into this business and he actually can sell, right? Cause I mean, Chase, when you and I were that, that age, we could sell too. Right. And yeah. we were good. And in the field, and shit, the first day I went to the field, I almost quit my job the next day. Like, literally, I was like, what am I doing here? I made five grand in one day. What am I doing? But it's like they get these big deposits and they're not being told that chargebacks are part of the business. Okay. The difference between a good agent and a bad agent is the good agent has less chargebacks, right? It's part of the business. When, you, when you're working with blue collar, fixed income, most of the time, like it's, it happens, right? Money's tight. Oh, inflation, all these things that's going on. Let's not go politics because that's going to turn into a whole other rant. But my point is, is they get these big deposits and they're like, man, this was easy. I just made three grand a day and I, I wouldn't make that in a month, you know, doing my old job. And then they go on vacation. They start spending all their money. They get a new car. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Like put it in your business account. Like it's your yeah. What, once you got like 50, 70, 100, 150 grand in that account, they start Spending some of your money, but don't do it in the beginning because here's the piece of advice. The first, if you're good, if you have a good 
company you're working with, you have good leads, you know, all that stuff is good. You're and you can sell and you go to work, you're gonna make a lot of money your first three months because you have what we call fresh balances. There's no chargebacks yet, right? So everything you sell, everything you get approved, you're getting paid nine months advance. Hopefully it's a big commission. If it's not, call us. But you're getting all this money coming at you right away with no chargebacks. And then by month four, you've had some NSFs from month one, and now they're laughing. And now chargeback. And then you're on vacation, you go to Mexico, first class both ways, and you come back and you're in the whole three grand in debt with this carrier. And now you're going to work for free this week because you got to write right out of it. You got to write enough business to get that, right? So money management's key. I mean, it's, it, I, we've seen really, really good people go down in flames and it's, it's their own doing. Like they just think that they're good next week. They're going to write 10 grand and yeah, you're going to do that sometimes, but not every week you're not No way, right? Yeah. And the insurance companies, like they're, the reason we have the structure we have is, you know, because of these teachings that need to, that need to take place. Uh, the insurance companies are, they're wanting to build products that are innovative, that are doing big things. You know, it's incumbent upon us as leaders to be able to help agents not only go out and make the sale to your point, but also how to serve that client to where you're able to minimize the damage in terms of chargebacks, NSFs, lapses. And by serving the clients, doing what's right for them, you're going to be able to minimize that. But as you pointed out, there's naturally going to be an attrition rate that you're just not in control of. That's just the nature of the beast. Uh, so I'm, I, it's a good point. It's something we have to touch on. And and for us on this podcast, we really can't drill down into all of the intricate details of money management like we do with the agents that we work with and serve. Uh, we trade on it. It's important to understand to have a budget, be able to stick to that budget, give yourself a raise, all of these things that we won't bog you down with today. That's part of the teachings that we offer because it's important. It's important because you don't, it's, it's kind of like a, a rock star athlete. You've got an, you got an absolute stud athlete who can go out there. They can do all the things, but you know, when they're off the field, they act like a total idiot and they don't do what they're supposed to do. It's just wasted talent. You know, same thing in our industry here. If you've got somebody who has the ability, they're willing to go out and grind, they're willing to, to make it happen, put the activity in, put the time in to learn, but then they just blow all their money. There's going to be, not maybe, there's going to be, to your point, there's going to come a time where you're going to be behind between a rock and a hard place. You're going to have chargebacks. You're also going to have weeks where you get beat up. You know, we were taught from the first inception of us getting into the business that there are peaks and valleys in, in this business. If you can't ride out a storm because you haven't put money away, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, and that doesn't mean that you're a bad agent because you can't close. It just means you didn't manage your money properly. So I love the way you touched on that. I love the way you elaborated on it. Now I, I want to kind of I got another 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 thing no. right field, Chase, if you don't mind. Yeah, no. Um and, and you tell me if I'm wrong, all right? Because you and I like to debate all the time, right? And and other than sports, so unless it's like you're the next LeBron, you know, you're hitting 50 home runs as 18-year-old kid. Other than that, where else in life? Can you go from zero to hero in the beginning, right? You got to earn your stripes. It's just like it's just like the military, right? You're not going to like, you're the best prospect potential general in the world and you get to be general all, 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 you know, all of a sudden. You got to work your way up the ranks, right? So this is a little off topic, but it's right back on topic. Um, and that is, 
if you're if you're relatively new in this business, I'm gonna say less than two years. There's always the exception to the rule. Okay, there's always the exception. But if you're being told, especially after three months in the business, because you're good, you're selling, your upline's like, man, good job. You made me a bunch of money this week. Get it. And he tells you, or she tells you, have you thought about overrides? Have you thought about recruiting? That's how you make more money. That's the worst advice. Like literally, what do they say when a tornado is coming? Like drop, stop, and roll or whatever? Or was that an earthquake? I don't remember. But I, I think it, that's when you're on fire, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but you get, you get my point, right? It is the worst advice. Do not listen to that person, okay? You're three months in the business. You don't even know what renewals are, earnings yet, or 10, 11, 12. So you may only have like one chargeback ever. Like You're not ready, Okay. Until you know how to consistently make over $5,000 every single week on your own pen or Apple pen or whatever electronic thing you're writing your apps on. Until you can do that, you really honestly don't deserve to hold someone else's livelihoods in their hands. You've got to learn the business. And you've got to learn how to take one lead and make multiple sales. That's why we do this holistic approach. We sell file expense and Medicare and sometimes annuities when they have money, right? But the file expense and Medicare, that's how you can show someone a career because you're showing how to make money today and you're showing how to make money tomorrow. You got to learn all this. You got to get your first big AEP check of $47,000 in the end of January. You got you to experience all this stuff before you can recruit to it or else you're just going to recruit all your friends and they're all going to hate you because they're all going to make no money and then you're going to have to get new friends. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of left field, Chase, but I think I brought it back. It's not left field because you actually touched on one of the other items I wanted to to do, I really wanted to address, which was, you know, the platform. Like what is the platform that you are being plugged into and being able, you know, being given the opportunity to run on? You know, you mentioned the conveyor belt earlier. It's not agents come the conveyor belt coming in and, you know, that churn and burn model, You, I get what you were saying there. It's it's on point. But if you're an agent out there, like, what is the model also? What's the platform that you have? You know, what made you choose that company? And I don't want to steal any of the thunder because I know you're about to absolutely unload on this one. Yeah. But what made you choose that company? Were you sweet-talked into it? Were you promised riches beyond your belief? Or is it comprehensive? I know you You can rap on this one because you talk to him about it all the time. Fire away. I talked to someone today, and I really like this lady. Like, this lady is sharp up in Maryland. Sharp. And uh, she said something crazy. She, you know, she got, I got in the business when I was 21. I was like, hey, that's cool. Like, you don't hear that very often. Um, she's had her license 10 and a half years. And she was with, you know, we don't usually say names, but Chase, this one's fine. Prime America. And I'm like, how long were you there? And she goes, six and a half years. And I go, I go, sweetie, I've never met someone that's been there that long. <laughs> she started laughing. She's like, I know I was brainwashed. And I was like, I had a 35% commission. I was told that only sell term insurance and whole life insurance was bad. And I'm like, she's sharp as a tack, Chase. I'm like, and she's like, yeah, I know. Look, I would do her person now than I was then. And I'm just like, damn. Like, I'll give you another example. There was a company, Chase, at our old building back at Forest Lane. There was a company there 
that used to do, they were an MLM. Remember those guys? Oh, yeah. Uh, we we would go, they had the downstairs conference room. I think it was our conference room, but they would, they would, they would like rent it from us, like $500 a day or something. And they would bring in, I remember me and Chase come back from lunch one day. And they bring all these people in. Like, I don't know how they get that many people there. Like, it's, this is, this is MLM and it's finest. And, you know, there's so many companies. I mean, if you don't know, just start Googling. And they're all the companies that are on Facebook, right? Those are the companies. And we walk in from lunch, Chase, and I'm like, dang, what's going on in our conference room downstairs? Those, that, that MLM company must have rented us out. And we walk around the corner and there's people outside the, the, the room. And like this room, guys, holds 300 people? I don't know. It's a pretty big room. And so we're like, yeah, yeah we own this room. We're walking through. We're like, you know, we want to go see what's going on. And the meeting just started. I kid you not. Like there's this guy, kind of a joker. He had a goofy, goofy accent and gap between his teeth and uh, like Michael Strahan kind of and he's on stage and he has a briefcase and it's handcuffed to his hand <laughs> and he's holding it in the air and all we got there to the part where he started saying boo here makes ten thousand dollars a month raise your hand and like you know all the people are raising their hand and probably half of them don't make that much money anyways and then he goes who makes 20 grand a month and then like half the hands fall and he keeps going up and up and up who makes a hundred thousand dollars a month and it's just him holding his hand and I'm sitting here going, oh my God, like, is anyone really taking this serious? Am I like, am I getting pranked right now? Where's, where's, uh, what's this thing? Kutcher. Where's Ashton Kutcher at, dude? Like, are people believing this? Cause I like Kool-Aid, but I ain't drinking that Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? And I'm like, there's so much of that going on. And when I was talking to this girl from America to bring it all back full circle, I was like, get on my morning call. I don't know, Chase, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe your guy can slap on our, uh, our morning call link so some people can check it out it's it's 8 a.m central monday through friday final expense trading monday through thursday medicare trading on friday 8 to 8 30 just come on and check it out if we get that link up there somehow but i told this lady i said look jump on my morning call tomorrow and she's like well i already want to come work with you and i was like well that's cool but jump on it anyways and then call me after the morning call then we can get going i want i want you to really see the difference between a content driven call Raw, raw, buy more leaves, buy more leaves, raw, 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 drink this great Kool-Aid. We don't do that there. Here. We're entrepreneurs. Like, that's like, I had this other guy the other day say, wait a minute, you're passing on me? Aren't you a recruiter? I'm like, yeah, I'm passing on you. You want to do this on weekends? Like, you think this is a hobby? I go, my management level does way too much training, way too much support to deal with a person that wants to do this on the weekends. I said, I've been doing this 18 years. I've seen two people, Chase knows them both, that have been successful doing this part-time. This is not a hobby. You want to do this part-time, do something else, okay? Trade baseball cards. You'll make money doing that. You're going to lose money doing this. Okay, you got to be all in. But I'm going round and round, Chase. I get fired up. I got my gum in. I'm ready to go. But man, MLM, dude, if you're into that stuff, like, God bless. How about it? You're not the person I'm looking for anyways. So I want someone that's business-minded, they want to help families and they want to make green money. Yeah, and to the pla- to the platform part of it, because uh, you did cover it, and I just want to kind of come on top of that as well. You know, you got to look at the value prop. You know, if someone's asking, this is just my opinion. I'm not saying that the companies aren't successful, but is the agent successful when they ask you to go sell your mom, your dad, your cousin, your brother, your sister, and all that? 
Um, there, there's a lot of companies that are successful doing that. But when you look at the agent ranks and you get down to the actual movers and the shakers, the producers, you find that there's more doing less. And that's a problem. That to me is a fundamental problem. That's the MLM that Ryan alludes to. Now you should be able to, it's, it's, it's actually, I would use the word a blessing as you did your due diligence to go get your license, get certified. You should be able to help your family. And if somebody needs coverage, by all means, that's, that's an awesome thing, but it should not be contingent upon your success or failure. There needs to be a separation, a clear line of demarcation uh, in you going like you selling family, you should helping family. Your livelihood is dependent upon. So, to my point, ask the questions. You know yeah. what is the value prop? Like, is there a lead platform? Is there training? Is there product training, not just sales training? You know, if I'm in a, if I'm in a home or I'm in a pinch and I need help, how are you going to help me? You know, what is the overall value prop for you, the agent, instead of just a rah rah? Hopefully, you're chasing the carrot and going to make a million dollars. Hundred percent, Chase. Um, you know, a couple things you mentioned that I want to hit on. Uh, you know, what should you be looking for? I think that's your that was your whole point. I think I went around and around on it, but like, what is what a new agent is looking for? What should they be asking the company? I already said, make sure your best day one day by the carrier. Those are the first two rules of thumb. So those don't change. Now we're talking about those. Both answers are yes or positive answers. And now we're saying, now what do we need? Okay. And, you know, there's all these organizations that they, they pride themselves in field training. Like you're going to get in the car with this guy. Like people was like, Hey, who do I get right along in my town? I'm like, Hey, nobody. And they're like, what? And I'm like, the last company, you know, LH that I was working with, there was a guy. Now he really couldn't sell anything for two days, but at least they could field training. And I'm like, yeah, man. I was like, if you want really good field training, I'm going to need you to get on an airplane and go to Chicago and ride with GW. Uh, He's the godfather of their company. Like, you can go ride with him. He'll take you in the car. And now you're going to watch a guy that makes 20 grand a week. Okay. But you want me to put you in a car with someone that's average? No, you don't need to have a ride alone. You There's technology now. Like, you need to find a company that provides value. Okay. So, to Chase's point, leads, right? We all talk about leads. Every time someone says to me, I don't need leads, right? I've been doing this for 42 years. I've seven round tables. Here's my ring. And uh, I work with first. And I'm like, click. I mean, I don't hang up on them, but I get off the phone pretty damn fast. All right. Like I have never met someone, Chase, not one that works referrals only and makes money or qualifies for conventions. Like you need leads. So here's the crazy thing. Now, this is going to change. I hope it changes sooner than later, okay? But it hasn't changed yet. In 2005, when I got in the industry, all of the top agents wanted one kind of lead. Fresh, exclusive, direct mail leads. That's it. Now, all the top agents want fresh, exclusive, direct mail leads. That's it, okay? All these other companies, blah, 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 blah. Five Facebook, internet, telemarketing, you know, over there overseas and press ones and all this stuff, like it doesn't work. Does it work sometimes? Sure. If I give my top guy, Jim, up in Connecticut, who literally writes seventy to 80000 a month, turned over 100000 four different months, okay, literally buys like 70, 80 fresh leads a week. It's crazy how much leads he buys. But 
if I if I gave them the white pages and told them these were the Glenn Gary leads, I, I held them just like just like the movie. If you haven't seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, pause this podcast, go watch the, the twenty minute clip, and then come back and finish the podcast. And he's he's holding up this these leads. He's like, these are the Glenn Gary leads. You don't get them, but these these are the white pages, right? Jim's gonna sell them because Jim's that good. Okay, but you need leads. Okay, you need quality leads and. Direct mail is what it is. And man, I wish it wasn't. <laughs> I really wish it wasn't. We hate paying those six-figure lead bills every week. And it, it is what it is. But until someone comes up with a quality lead source, that's the game we got to play. Now, are you working for a company that resells your leads? Ask yourself that. You may not know the answer to that. I probably do because I know which companies do it. But just give me a call and I'll tell you yes or not. But there are companies out there that will sell you a full-price lead and in 90 days, they'll resell to someone else. Okay? That's messed up. Because now you got like, you're all you're competing and you're replacing each other and you're in the same organization. Like, how does that even make sense? Right? That's why we have an agreement with our agents. We don't do a contract. A lot of companies do contracts with their agents. We don't do a contract. We do contracts with the carrier. But we do an agreement on the leads. And the agreement's not one-sided. It's two ways. Okay? This is how it protects the agent. It says in the agreement, for as long as you work with us, we'll never resell one of your leads. And there's not one agent that can say that that didn't hold true in our 34 years combined at this company, Chase. The other, the way it protects the company, us, is it says, hey, agent, we're going to protect your territory. What? Yeah, you're the only agent that can get leads in that area. The only one. We put your name on the job code. So you can't say like, these leads are mailed for Joe Bob. Well, they weren't. They're mailed for you. Your name's on the job code. You see this? That's your name, right? How it protects us is it says, you told us to mail in that area. So you got to buy the leads. I mean, that just kind of makes sense, right? I want you to mail in this area. Okay, you do it. You got to buy the leads. That's an agreement to protect each other. It's not the number one reason why people come to our company, but it's the number one reason why people stay at our company. First job we ever recruited, Glenn Busey. Been here 18 years. Get him on the phone right now, Chase. Put him on the podcast. He'd say, I've been with Equity for 18 years. Why? And he'd be like, well, they never lied to me. They never not, they never unprotected my territory. And they always give me leads. Like, that's what an agent wants. If you're making, I always tell recruits when I'm talking to them, I'm like, look, I know you're not making the money you want to make right now. But let's fast forward six months. Let's just pretend that everything I told you on this call the training, the tools, the services, the leads. Let's just say it's all exactly what I say it's going to be. Now, you got to do two things yourself, agent. You got to have work ethic and you got to be coachable. But now we fast forward six months in the future and you're making, remember, this is the guy that's not making any money. So any money is good money for this guy. Let's just say you're making $3,600 a week net in your pocket after all expenses. Are we going to be best friends? And they always tell me yes. That's a very good living. That's 160000 a year or more, probably, I think. That's off right now. And I say, okay, great. There's only two things that can screw up the relationship right here. One, one of us lies to each other. That always ruins a relationship. And two, I get greedy and put another agent in your territory. Your lead flow goes from 28 leads a week down to 16 leads a week. And now you can't make that 3,600 net every single week. That's why we protect territories. That's why agents stay here for long term. It's because they know if they have the lead power and they have control of that territory and they can get consistent leads and they go to work and they can sell and they're coachable, that they're going to make consistent money. You got to have a good lead source. 
and all the other lead sources. I've tried every single one of them. So if you got this magic lead source out there, call me and tell me. I'll buy, you know, 10, 20, 30 grand worth of those leads and give them to our agents and we'll try it out. But nothing has been as consistent as direct mail. It's not volatile like Facebook leads and internet leads and all other stuff. Yes, on point as uh, as always. Um, we are right at that mark where we typically will downset hut and we'll break here. But I do want to just end this with uh, that normal invitation. If anything was touched on here that you feel like, man, that really struck a nerve, man, I really would like to have a conversation. Or even if it's just as simple as, I want to know what that social security billing thing was all about. You can go to fsnation.com for those listening, not watching. It's E-F-E-S-Nation.com. And there's an opportunity video. If you really want to know what it's all about, and not, not shamelessly recruiting here, um, just telling you there's a lot of people that hit us up after listening to these podcasts, and they'll say, hey, I, I, I want to learn more. Well, if you go to fsnation.com, there is a tab that says the opportunity up at the top. If you click on that, there's a video where you can watch in detail to give you more information. It is in depth. And then you're able to submit your info, and we'll get you on the phone with Ryan. Uh, Ryan will sit down and have a one-on-one with you and see if it's a good fit. But if you're out there working right now and any of this podcast is you, you don't have a lead source that's consistently generating activity. You don't have good products. You're out there being told to sell a subpar product on a subpar commission. If the deposits are not where they need to be because the platform isn't there, you don't have the mentorship, anything we touched on, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. In episode 12, Karis, I think we're going to have to do this again sooner than later. I didn't get to say all the stuff I wanted to say. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. There's so much left. Uh, but we'll do it again sooner or later. We'll be back at it. And uh, go to FSNation.com. Here to help any way we can. Thanks for listening to the EFES podcast. For more, visit EFESNation.com and subscribe to the podcast catalog on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.